I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. to hear you do the intro hey everybody. everyone wants to hear you do the <laughs> intro john hey everybody and welcome to all the small games your absolute favorite podcast about small games by which we mean indie games games developed by small teams of people <laughs> co-host introduce yourself hey what's up it's me levens damn right the, you the are chill one <laughs> <laughs> and i'm jonathan valenzuela the drunk one. <laughs> hey, if we, we did a little swap around this time. Indeed, indeed. From episode, from from last step to this step, we've traded. And it actually has been your birthday in the last week. It has. So it is. A, it's almost a complete mirror. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. I look forward to you leaving this podcast for multiple occasions during this this yeah. episode to go get ice. <laughs> that was a fun one to listen back to. Yeah, that was <laughs> that very... last half hour was a mess. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> Uh, I, I listened to that one in the car with my wife on a road trip. And by the end, she was just like, right, <laughs> let's pick something else. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's great. But that was because we were talking about games. Not oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> can you talk about anything else while Levin's drunk, about, please? Can you talk about ice again? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is a, a show all about indie games and the games that we've played over the last month. Um, and uh, we're going to go through a bunch of uh, little indies that we've been playing. Uh, a lot of them have been uh, new releases. Yeah. Uh, the song we just heard uh, is from a game that came out last year that we both loved uh, called Donut County. Yep. Uh, and uh, you... I just, I just copped the, uh, the vinyl recording of the soundtrack, and it is muy bueno. It's so nice, man. It's yeah. a, a nice big... Uh, you got a, a, a fluoro green and a fluoro pink uh, yeah, 12 real, inch. Yeah, like the whole packaging for it is amazing it's like a double gatefold with cool artwork all over it one disc is hot pink the other is like watermelon green or just like slime oh, green yeah it's not what a, whatever green you prefer what what a purchase super yeah. happy with that and uh you had it on when we got here and i was just like we should put a song from this on there yeah on. definitely and uh, well, worth well, celebrating when i got here it was one of the more chill songs and i was like well what a great way to have a chill opening but then you're like no we're gonna put the quack song yeah. on. <laughs> look it is the most banging song on that soundtrack what's it called 
Quack Anthem. Who's it by? Uh, ben Esposito, I believe. The he did, uh, developer he did of the game. most of the soundtrack uh, with a bit of help on a couple of tracks. I don't, th- I don't know if Quack Anthem was one of them. Uh, Daniel Kestner and Ben Esposito. Yeah, cool. Quack Anthem. That's our opening uh, track for this episode. Yeah. Uh, John, before we get into talking about all the games we played in the last month, I want to do a little experiment with you. Um, Interesting. There was a Switch update in the last month since it was recorded. And you can now sort your Switch games by like how, ah, which ones you've played the most. Yeah. So if you scroll all the way to the end on your Switch and go to all software. Let me just, let me get this cracking. Right. And uh, all you can, software. it'll be by default, will be sorted by, by, by title. Now do it by a longest, longest total play, play time. time. Yep, longest play time. And uh, you do a comparison. Well, I want to know. Yeah, so I mean, majority of the the top six games for me are, are first party. So it goes like Zelda, then Hollow Knight. Um, sure. And I mean, I know Zelda. I put in like 120 hours. Yep. Hollow Knight's around the 70 ish, maybe probably maybe more. Um, then there's Mario plus Rabbids, Mario Odyssey, Super Smash Brothers, Pokemon, Let's Go Eevee, and then the next line is just all indies. But uh, tell me your top line. Mine's pretty much because because I bought my Switch much later than you, and use it just for indies essentially. But my top line, my top six is Hollow Knight, um, Wasteland Two, Mud Runner, a spin ties game. <laughs> that fucking that, yeah. That, how many hours hey, did you put in? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I love that game so much. Do not blaspheme Mud Runner. Um, Golf Story. Interestingly enough. Yeah, uh, right. In, Have into, you finished that? Uh, no, I haven't. I don't know anyone in the universe that's finished, <laughs> finished that game. It. I think it's a game you play for a while and go, that was great, and then just move on yeah. when something else comes out. Into the Breach, and then my first first party, which is Super Smash Bros. Yeah, right. Uh, which is which is kind of... Oh, that's right. I had to uh, uninstall a ton of stuff the other day. Oh, did you, you didn't just archive it? I uh, Yeah, I might have archived. Would it still be in the software if I archived it? No. Right. Okay. So, oh, no, no, no. Like, so yes, yeah, it would be in, it would be in the software if you archived. It. I might have yeah. deleted it, which is dumb of me, but so, yeah, I've got uh, I've got the Messenger, SteamWorld Dig to Shovel Knight, Celeste, Iconoclasts um in the next in the next row. They're, they're the indies that I I guess I've finished and they take like around the 15 15 hours to to get yeah, through. Yeah. Easily. I've got Trials Rising Ape Out uh, and then I yeah, you definitely goes, you've deleted so much shit of Ape yeah, because Ape Out's like a two hour because all the re- like Steamworld Quest is in the next line, and I only bought that the other day. So and that's going to be one of the um, games we're yeah. going to be talking about in this episode. Great segue. Um, we uh, although, I mean I'm actually segueing into that just now. Um, oh. We thought we would do a little bit of uh, deal news for everybody listening. Oh hell yeah! Give you some okay. hot shit uh, at the start. There's a massive sale on uh, on the Switch eShop right now. It's called the Go Digital Sale. Um, and great uh, name for it. We, how about we pick three games from this enormous list of games Ooh. that uh, everyone should have on their Switch and let them know how discounted it is. Three separate? Yeah, three separate. Three, okay, cool. Um, Let's just... You, you you mentioned one earlier, Oxenfree. Oxenfree. So Oxenfree is... Let me scroll down to it. Um, Oxenfree is something like six bucks. It is $6.24 Australian. Uh-huh. And that is insane like if you do not have oxen free on your switch this is the time to buy it i already have it on my me too. uh my pc 
Yep. I'm, I'm buying it on my Switch just because I'm like, fuck, I want to play that again. And six bucks is such a good deal. So that's, that's, 70, like, that's 75% 75%. Off. That's, that's wild Amazing. So the only other game on here that has as good a discount as that, not quite as good, but pretty close, um, is uh, for, at 70% off. Um, it's a super weird game called um, Ernog Earn Limited. Yeah, you mentioned that. And it's normally $15. It's only four forty nine at the moment. And it is, it's a really hard one to explain. Um, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a really strange puzzle game. Okay. Where you play like, like a fucking shape pretty much right. having to make its way through that's, like this very, very odd world. And that's not the first shape game we've talked about. No, I, I do love shapes. Do love a shape. um, but yeah, if you, if you were looking for something truly unique that only an indie game could offer up, Ernog Earn Limited for four four forty five uh, is, is is a great way to spend your money. Okay, that's that's uh, that's your first wreck. My second wreck is look. It's not that big a discount. It's only twenty percent. But I got to shout this game out because I really really enjoyed it when I played it. Uh, it's Desert Child. Desert I, Child for like twelve. Oh bucks. yeah, that was a great game. That's. That's I need to finish that. Like twelve bucks for a game that fun? Hell yeah, get in on it. It's great. And Love it's actually, Child. I, I've been reminded of it when I, um, while I've been playing a game that we're going to be talking about in this episode, the, the Friends of Ringo Ishikawa. All right. Because uh, they're both uh, very unique takes on like a life sim genre. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Well, well, like I mean, Ringo Ishikawa is also a fighter. Uh, Desert Child is also like a, 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 a racer, a, you know, like a yeah. buggy racer kind of game. Uh, yeah, big recommend on that one for sure. Hell yeah. Um. Look, I, I mentioned it earlier in the in, a, in the episode, but the messenger is thirty percent off. Hell yeah, that's and, that's uh, one I had my eye on in the sale. That was uh, you've, you've not played it already. Oh no, oh, I've got it. I've got it. I'm just it's. I have proof. As, I've got recorded as, proof that you played and finished that game. As as a recommend, as like a hell yeah, we should tell people. Um, oh fuck! And I actually just see that where I'm in the M section um, for eighty percent off. Uh, just Ooh. three dollars ninety is the Mutant Muds collection. Okay, and they were these uh, indie games that were made for the 3ds. They are. Like uh, very simplistic kind of platformer games that were great on the 3DS because they utilized uh, the background and foreground, like you kind of jump from the background to the foreground. And oh, nice! Vice versa, and because it was it had a 3D effect, it looked really cool and unique. Yeah, that's um, a that's that's a cool little game gameplay mechanic. I think there's like three games in that collection. Um, and it's nice. only, it's only three dollars ninety. That's a good that's a good value. Hell that's yeah. a good value. That's a good value. Um, and my third recommend, uh. Look, I'm I'm there's a actually no, I remember what it was. It was one of the first ones I looked at like hell yeah. $8.75, that's a 50% discount. Bastion. Oh wow. Hell yeah, buy Bastion. It's yeah. so good. I, I, you heard me rave about it a couple episodes ago. Bastion is a great game. And for $8.75, ooh, it's a hell of a price point. Now, John, speaking of Bastion, yes. uh, there was a state of play on today. Do you know what that is yet? No. So is that it? is what PlayStation is doing. And it's their version of a Nintendo Direct, basically. Okay. And they're like, you know, 10 to 15 minute long digital presentations where they kind of let you know some games that are coming up. Sure. Some of them are coming out very soon. Some of them are way in the future, five years in the future, 10 years in the future, if you're talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake, because who knows? 70 years in the future, yeah, if you're talking much. about Death Stranding. That's true. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, they announced uh, a new game called Riverbond today. Okay. Um, which is like a... Um, I don't love the art style. It's something that I... Like, it's, it's a little bit Minecraft-y, Oof. but it's a dungeon crawler. But uh, in the game, you can play as um, Bulletkin from... Uh, no, sorry. What's his name? The Kid from Bastion. 
Oh, hell yeah. And all kinds of other uh, oh, so indie game characters. So you can play as Juan from Guacamelee, um, Lover Move from Lovers in the Dangerous Space Time, Shovel Knight, Bulletkin from Enter the Gungeon, um, and you can even play as Raz from uh, Psychonauts. Oh, damn. That's that's a good game. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of... Uh, I, I wish I... The, the game kind of looks like that awesome... Um, Bethesda game, um, 8-Bit Heroes. No, 3D Dot Heroes that came okay. out on PS3 was like their version of, on a, of a, like a 2D Zelda game. Okay. A top-down Zelda game. That kind of looks cool. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying by Minecraft, but it's it's like in the same way you have a game that's pixel art, this is voxel art. Like it's 3D pixel art, essentially. It looks cool. It's really bright, really so that's, fun, that's, that's really colorful. Thing? Voxel art? Voxel art. Vo- voxel is a 3D pixel. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of, what was that game that we played at um, uh, PAX last year? Which one? Uh, on um, on Xbox, the Zelda like kind of game where you oh, play like Tunic. A, Tunic kind of reminds yeah. me of that in a way. Yeah, too. a little bit of Tunic in here, definitely. Actually, maybe I really do want to play with it. I want to play this on Switch, though. I don't want to play it on my yeah. PS4. Yeah, I hate every time there's a really cool indie announced on Xbox, which is a console I have, because I'm just like, nah, that's not how I want to play it. <laughs> well, hopefully, in, in years from now, it'll come to the Switch like Cuphead did, which we'll be talking about. Yes. Hey, right now, everybody. God, I was going to say, enough segues. Let's get from to the Segway King. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we're going to review all the games we've been playing in the last month. Do you want to start with a game that we've both played? No, man. Kick into Cuphead. Because we both played Cuphead. That's true. And, then, yeah. and so we both played that when it came out in uh, 2017. Um, wow, the that day long. that it came out, I came to your house. Yeah. You'd bought it. You had super, it. super late at night, which super was late. great. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how we roll. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, you'd already bought it, had yep. it fired up on the Xbox, ready to go. And uh, we sat down and had our asses handed to us. Oh. Uh, for about two hours, uh, yeah. we tried to play it in two-player. Um, from memory, we beat three or four three, uh, levels. Three to four bosses, yeah. Um, but they took many, many attempts. Yeah. And uh, I was like, man, this game looks beautiful, sounds excellent. I you know, I love all the aesthetic they've got going on. I don't have the patience to like memorize yeah. all the things you need to memorize to beat these bosses and get through these run-and-gun levels. I don't know if this game is for me. It's fine. I don't need to buy an Xbox for this game like I thought sure, I did. Sure. Um, did you play much of it, much more of it after we uh, played together? A, a little bit, but I, I hit the same point. Like It was one of those games where I'm like, my skill level is nowhere near enough to truly... Like, I cannot even dream of beating this game because my skill level does not match up. <laughs> but as same as you, I was like, I can, I've seen enough to appreciate the fact it. And I also watched like an all a speed run, yeah, just to get a sense of like all the bosses and all that kind of stuff. And it, it, it's one of those games where I'm like, I will never see the credits myself, but everything about this game, from the art to the music to the gameplay, fantastic. So this was uh, developed by Studio MDHR, um, and uh, it was their first game set up specifically to make it. And it's two brothers. I think Xbox came on, Microsoft came on towards the end of development as as like a, a funder or. Backer. Yeah, it was. I think it was part of their ID at Xbox program where they basically give funds to promising indie games with a kind of an indication of console exclusivity. Yeah, and I think the craziest moment in gaming this year is Xbox and Nintendo, whatever weird partnership they've got going if, now. And If they hook it up for Game Pass, oh shit, that's going to be so good. If we get the Ori games on Switch, I'll be so happy. Yeah, and look, there's, there's a... like. It gives access to a bunch of console games that have not been released on Switch. Like, um, oh, it's totally skipping my brain right now. Ashen. Oh, Ashen right. is like, I'd yeah. love to play Ashen on my Switch. Yeah, right. Cool. Yeah. Um, obviously, Sable is an upcoming Xbox game that I wish would be on Switch oh, too. Um, and so because of like the promise of what's to come, I wanted to support this game. I wanted to play it. Um, and... Uh, 
I uh, I was worried though. Like I was worried about you know, am, am, am I going to suck at this? I got it. I fired it up. I did the first thing I did was the run and gun level. Okay, and I beat it on my first try without dying. See, this is I I had a feeling this is the case, and it's <coughs> I think one of the problems when you played it first time was the Xbox controller. That's just, right. Just yeah, not yeah. familiar with it. That's true. Whereas I'm so familiar with, it, especially in handheld mode. Yeah. I've, heard, I've heard lots of our friends bitching about trying to play this in handheld mode. I mean. They're not handheld G's like you and me who, yeah. who play like 90%. Only play handheld. <laughs> yeah, you haven't even set up your fucking <laughs> yeah. cable to your television to play it exactly. on TV mode. But uh, man, uh, it looks so good on that handheld screen. Oh, it'd be It's amazing. so crisp. And um, especially as, as someone who, like you who reads comics on an iPad. Yeah. It'd almost be the exact same thing. Like that that same kind of hand drawn art style. Yeah, for sure. On yeah, that yeah. kind of screen. Like um, beautiful perfect. I just don't die as much when I read comics. Sure. <laughs> because yeah, I, I did I I blitzed through like the first um the the first run and gun level and then the first two bosses. Um, the garden one and then like that random blue dude the, like the very early on the bouncy buses. guy yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I beat them without dying. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe one, one or two deaths. And then like I got to that the frogs Oh, the, the yeah, yeah, the yeah. The frogs in the casino. Yeah, and I remember I, that was where we were just like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, <laughs> like, and it was it was the third because I mean, if if you haven't heard us talk about Cuphead before, each boss level is almost like a three part fight. Yeah, like and as you sap their health, they switch to a new form, so it's a whole new like attack pattern for well, you to learn. Also, yeah, Cuphead, you play as a cup, you shoot like very very. Not very powerful bullets from your hand. Yeah. Um. And you've got to basically you basically got to, you've got to just mop your enemies with uh with 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 bullets. It is and like the the further you get into the game, you do unlock new projectile types. And definitely watching that speed run, it was interesting to see these like these kind of guys who are really good at the game setting up two different projectiles. And the way they use, like, there's a boomerang projectile and, like, a shotgun style Like one a, and, a heat seeker one as well. Yeah. Like, and yeah. just seeing them, like, it was insane to watch them kind of shoot, switching between each of the projectile types. So it's like they'd fire out a boomerang, hit them with three normal shots, fire out another boomerang, back and forth, back and forth. Like, yeah, unreal. I watched that one, like, that's really cool. I'll never do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing I've, uh, I've only just, so I've gotten past the first world. Okay, um, cool. I've beaten all the bosses in there. Um, I'm on the second world now, and uh, a friend uh, of ours, Conrad, mentioned that uh, the way to play this is to remap the controls. Did, did the same thing on Xbox. And uh, if you make the uh, the regular fire button one of the shoulder buttons, it means you can just hold it down without it getting yeah. in the way of all the other buttons you need to all push. You're, all you're moving is jump, jump and I think and... parry occasionally. Yeah, yeah. I think after after we had our two hours on it, the next time I went back and played, I went, I'm not happy with where the shoot button is. Yeah. Made that switch and, and that helped me get through like four bosses more maybe before I was like, no, <laughs> I'll, I'll die before I finish this game. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm in love with the art style, obviously. For those who yeah. haven't seen it, it's, you know, like 1930s style animation. Mm. It, it has, you know, the kind of honky-tonk piano or like, really, you know. Yeah, like kind of ragtime jazzy sort there's of some unbelievable visuals throughout it even like beyond just the cartooning there's like one one uh kind of like plane level where you're you're shooting a genie and behind oh, him the, is this like kind of pyramid? 3d yeah it's, oh, oh, it's so good incredible yeah. effect yeah fantastic background um the sound design is amazing too it sounds it's all it's really garbled whenever anyone says yeah, like really distorted like, like, like yeah. it's so great yeah um, the pig that you buy things from, his his voice is like super distorted. Yeah, and, yeah. Just like almost terrifyingly. That's so. awesome. That's so good. Um, 
I, I think it's like a must have, especially on Switch. Like, I, it's it's a must experience, certainly. Like, I, but to have it handheld is just so cool. Yeah, and it looks it looks really great. It runs really quickly. Like, you know, you die, you get shown how far into the level you've gotten, how close to the end you are, <laughs> which is infuriating. Like, it, well, it's infuriating occasionally when you're like half a millimeter off the end and yeah. you die, and you're like, Rah! one more shot, I would have got him. Go into it as a game knowing that you probably won't finish it. But yeah. it is a game that you can return to again and again and again. Exactly. And, try and, try and, try and, try. and I think I'm much more likely to now that I've got it just downloaded onto my Switch. Yeah. Than I would if it was on a console. Sure. It's Oh, you know, TV console. It's a good it's a good game to have anywhere, essentially, because you'll always have something to play in it. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, so I'm I'm extremely happy that I went back to it. Um, yeah. and it's a game that I'm gonna continue to go back to and hopefully beat all the other can you, bosses. Do you do you remember how much? Like I think it's like 30 bucks. 30, yeah, 30 35? bucks, which is a yeah, yeah. great, great, great deal for yeah. a great game. Real good value. And hopefully we see lots of other great Microsoft uh, exclusives come to the Switch soon. I fucking hope so. Even though I have an Xbox, I'm like, just put it on the Switch. <laughs> it's easier. Yeah. Um, we've actually got a lot of games we kind of lined up on in this episode. Shall we, shall we hit another one of those? Yeah, I mean, we, normally we open with a Devolver Digital game, so it makes sense that we you know, keep this one close to the top because I, I, I reckon this is probably our favourite game, both of our favourite games yeah, for the month. definitely. Cool, let's get into it. Uh, this is a game that's been banned in Australia. It has, and having played it, I understand why. Oh, really? I don't. Really? It's I... like, the drug references are so, like, basic. It, that's still enough. That's like, so dumb. Fuck Australia. Hold, uh, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get... We're talking about in- Box Boy and Box Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get really into this, the game we're talking about is Katana Zero. Um, uh, yeah, it's that's that's enough. The fact that he's injected during... Like, you see him being injected with drugs during the game and also that scene where dudes are smoking weed. That's enough for the senses. That is so stupid. A- What's the point of having an R rating? Oh, 100%. It, it's so frustrating. And I've seen... Triple A's have gone through this. Like I think the Fallout games, the the first person shooter ones, like their references to drugs were enough for the censors to go, "We'll ban this unless you change." Who are about these it. fuckheads that are banning? Like I don't understand. It's I. Yeah. What kind of child is going to want to wade through the like, yeah, like cryptic w- story of Katana Zero yeah. to get a weird drug reference? Oh man, I- to a to a drug that doesn't even exist. It's a drug called Kronos. Yeah, which allows you to see. Things before they happen, like yeah, it's not like it gives you like through time vision. No, yeah. look, Levin's preaching to the choir here, baby. Are you I'm on, on the panel? <laughs> um, no, it's it's super frustrating. Um, but even then, there are other scenes where I'm like, that's that's pretty hardcore. But it, but not outside of what an R eighteen hand R eighteen rating should handle. But it's like a, it's a, it's pixel art, so it's not. It is. It's it not. Is. I mean, it's still confronting. I think. I actually think um, Iconoclasts was more intense for me okay. um, in terms of like shocking things happening to pixelated characters. Right. Uh, but yeah, Katana Zero, it's a um, game uh, developed by ASCIISoft, um, published by Devolver Digital. Which I think is, I, I get the feeling ASCIISoft is maybe like one dude. Um, but it's, yeah, I, I, I think this game took someone like six years to make. So maybe it's Yeah, just one I dude. think it is a, the game's programmer is Justin Stander. Well, the soundtrack is synthwave and composed by Ludovic and Bill Kiley. Yeah, I think it's one of those... It's it's the same as like Stardew Valley and a few other games where it's one dude's vision that he's just seen all the way through. Yeah, Alboy is another comparison yeah. point. Iconoclast as well. Like all sure. yeah, these... Maybe Donut County. Which really. are... Like, <laughs> 
it just indicates that some of the best games are yeah. one person driving everything. Singular vision. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a 2D action platformer um, that people have compared to Hotline Miami. I think because we talked about Hotline Miami, I think, last with Ape Out. And I think this game definitely is... Because one big part of Hotline Miami was sort of learning a level by rote. Going like, there's a dude here, there's a dude here. Here's how I handle... Route? Route, sure. It's about time someone besides me mispronounced something on this podcast. Sure. That was that was not a good seeg into mispronunciations. <laughs> um, I haven't done that on this, this show, have I? No, no. I think you no, that's learned a, on That's a, a, a classic Levin's yeah, Classic AFM thing. Um, but yeah, this is definitely like, because you have that sort of... Because the drug you take gives you the opportunity to like see in the future and work out all your moves. It's all about learning that level by rote. Like I died root thirty times during a level route. What do you say? I think yeah, root is how we say it in Australia. But I, I like saying route. Sure, like route sixty six. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know root. No, I, I would say route sixty six <laughs> in that point. I don't know. <laughs> it's complicated. We're lost. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I, I died thirty times, forty times on some level, just learning that. Like okay, and it was that incremental thing of like I can get past these three guys, and then after. 10 more deaths. All right, I've added two more guys onto the ones I can take out in this, like, before I die. And so, yeah, you also have the ability to slow down time. Yes. Um, and so whenever you go through a level, um, you know, it'll be like three... three. You'll, you'll be in like a complex, I guess. Yeah. And you've got to, you know, go up upstairs and basically you've got to take out all of the other... The guards. All the other characters, all these guards. Um, and you've got to make your way to a target. You don't get to progress... Um, through a screen until you've killed everyone on that screen. Yeah. Um, and so you can... With, slow- with some exceptions. So you have a katana. Um, yeah. And so that's your primary weapon, but you can also pick up projectiles, which are very helpful. And some of them, as you progress through the game, some of them get a lot more complicated. and Like smoke bombs and remote operated bombs and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and uh, and so it's just, yeah, I mean, there's no right way to 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 do... Yeah. To do go through the levels, it's all about what works for you. Yeah. Um, and once you've killed everyone, you don't progress. It goes, hmm, yes, that will work. Yeah. And because you've actually, you haven't been playing the game, you've been like mapping out what you could do. Yeah. And like, then he does it. So yeah. you, what, you watch him do it. You watch your character do it again in, as like a replay, but in real time. If, you, if you've been slowing it down, it just happens in real time. And then, he, then you move forward with that. How, how often did you watch the replay? Um, Towards the end, during some of the more difficult moments, like a lot. Right, okay. I really, really enjoyed it. That's oh, like, right. There were some moments where I'm like, how the hell did I get through that? <laughs> and then just watching, yeah. I just, I hit a point where I was like, I get this. I skipped every replay because I'm like, give me the next level. I want to just continue. I mean, I think you can you can actually like do stuff with the recordings. Or maybe, I mean, maybe streamers have, been, have just been doing it anyway. But I, I was really, when, when I'd been like, when I'd done like a almost completely flawless run, I wanted to watch it again. Sure. It, in that in that way, it reminded me a lot of Super Hot. Yeah, definitely. Just because the end of each Super Hot level, you're shown, which I think is it's funny because with Super Hot, it always frustrated me that it took out the slowness of how I went through the level. Like an end, the the similar sort of end animation in Super Hot is always really fast and slick, and I'm like, no, show me the slowness, show me how I like figured this out, kind right. of thing. But yeah, the the few the few reruns I watched, it was always kind of cool to be like, yeah, that's sick. And I definitely there were definitely a few levels in there that I should have stopped and appreciated that replay. Yeah, definitely. Especially the ones where I'm like forty deaths and I'm so fucking frustrated. Um, I, I I found the the gameplay so smooth and so enjoyable. 
Um, it's, it's rewarding. Yeah, like, absolutely. The feedback you get as you as oh, this sounds horrible. The feedback you get as you kill enemies, <laughs> but it's just that or awesome. dodge through their attacks as well. Totally like, so satisfying. But and then, like, and that, then like yeah, like you slow it down, you dodge their attack, then you turn around, then you slice through one guy, pick up a, a, a like you know a brick, and then throw it at another guy. It's, yeah. But even like the cool thing with the time slowdown is you can deflect people's bullets back yes. at them. Yeah, so yeah. like, and you get that awesome as you slow time down. It's that like. <laughs> Yeah. And then you hear that ting yeah, so great. as you throw the as you throw the bullet back. But even like when you're when you're playing normally, just the sound design is really kind of like really satisfying yeah, with each definitely. sort of katana stroke and stuff like that. And it's the kind of game that I swear we've we've played, you know, even Ape Out is guilty of this. Is of, of, like we we play so many games like this that like have this gameplay down so have like the controls down so well, but then it's like a procedurally generated game. Yeah. And I think this game just shows how much better it is when it isn't. Oh, yeah. Like, it was so great kind of figuring out where the enemies were that I would always die to and then figuring out a, a, a new a new way to get to them without yeah, that's, them seeing me. That's like, one, th- I, one thing I definitely loved is that, especially in the later levels, it's not linear. It's you can go downstairs, upstairs, straight ahead, work out how you want to get your way through this level. And each kind of each path will present its own difficulties and its own strategic benefits. Mm-hmm. And there are definitely some levels where, when you try play different things, you go like, "Oh, if I go up first, then I'm get a smoke bomb, which will help me handle this part of the second level, and then the basement level, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Yeah, like, and it's really satisfying to work that kind of stuff out. And it's so fun to like, kind of, you know, you you think you've got your way down pat, but then you, you always get killed by like the last enemy. And then you just go, fuck it, I'm going to try a new way. Yeah. And like, you know, this, you just have to forget the last 20 deaths and, you know, how much work it took to get as far as you did through them and just map, map a new path. There were definitely a few levels that I finished more ass than class. <laughs> like it was just, I got that one lucky kill at the end. It yep. was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> um, so we talked so much about the gameplay and the controls and how excellent they are. But yeah. uh, to me, like one of the best, Selling points of this game is the story. Sure. It's probably the best uh, game story that I've experienced this year so far. Yeah, okay. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, that's my preferred kind of storytelling through a game anyway. Like, you know, reading the text as opposed to yep. a cutscene. Long cutscenes, sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is a game that, like, you know... It, it, you can just skip this uh, huge parts of the story if you want. Like it actually becomes a like a a gameplay element because uh, you can cut off anybody while they're talking. Yeah, and then they just stop talking to you. You have a each each time someone starts talking, you have a little timer bar, and it has a red portion at the beginning where you can choose a dialogue option that essentially interrupts the person talking and kind of forces the story on. But if you wait for that red bar to kind of like it starts filling and then once it goes past the red point into the rest of the timer bar you get three options that might be a bit more innocuous or might bring you other bits of the story that you haven't like because one of the one of the sort of narrative elements repetitive narrative elements in the story is you meeting a therapist yeah your therapist is a veiled government agent that gives you the missions you go on to kill and also the drugs and gives you the drugs that you need um and you can interrupt him during your sessions, or if you wait to talk normally, you can actually like un- like open up other parts of the story that you might have missed. Yeah, and uh, there's even a secret boss that you um, only unlock by having certain dialogue trees um, yeah. and making like certain characters angry. And like that's in, in- that's why I messaged you and was like, I think I finished Katana Zero because there's there's more than one end, more than two endings in this game. 
and I reached a second ending and was like, I've seen credits before. I don't I think know there's if only, this is the, I think there's only two endings. Two endings in the yeah, right. Yeah. Except for the secret boss. Well, it? the secret boss is like is is optional. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't unlocked him yet. It's, right. it's, a, it's a task, and apparently the boss is super hard. Really? Um, I found that final Never boss. Never doing that one. The final boss battle of this was like was such a like un- un- until I worked out. Is ha- it the pick up the knife thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but like I, I, just I had to double check. Sorry, I no got, spoilers. I got killed so many times. Yeah. In 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 that. I mean, it was and it was it's always enjoyable because the the gameplay is so fluid and fun, and um, because it works on that repeating attack. Like it's yeah. attacks you can learn, and also you can slow down so you can learn exactly how yeah. much time you've got to. to I definitely ev- use that. Evade but them. even as you, as you go through the story, and the story is essentially about it is this guy who can who has been taking this drug, a, a sort of a government created soldier, like the yeah. perfect weapon, if you will, who can you know see through time before things happen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And now you're being used as, as an assassin, but over the course of the game, you find out that. Maybe there's, you know, maybe what you're doing is not right, and like, yeah, it's. I mean, it's so good. It's such a good story. Did you enjoy the story? I did. It, it, like, I went to the, um, I think I went to the Wikipedia and read the story because it because it happens in those bursts, and there are long periods of me trying to finish levels in between. The, the story got a bit disjointed. Right. So I, play, I played it all in one day. So yeah, maybe I, that's why. I, I was over three or four days with this. Like, because I was playing this. You were on Switch? Yeah. Yeah. Because. Oh, yeah. So it, it's been banned in Australia. If you want to buy it, you can set up an American account very easily and then buy an American eShop card on eBay or get a friend in America to buy it for you. And you can buy it. It's 15 American. Sure. Um, but it's, it's also... Like 23, 24. Sure. It's also available on, uh, Steam. on Steam. Yep. Available in Australia on Steam. That's with so weird. Australian dollars. I, it's some weird legal thing where like Steam servers that they sell the games off are located in other countries. So they're not beholden to these censorship laws. Right. Blah. <laughs> um, but one thing, one thing I loved is there are levels where like with all this great story going on, there are levels where if you if you just stop at the beginning or at certain points, your enemies will have conversations with yes. each other, and they reveal this like strange social world that these enemies live in. So like, there's constant references to a character called Strong Terry, <laughs> and like people talk in reverent tones of Strong Terry. And you go up against him at one point, and yep. he's really easy to kill. <laughs> and then there's a lot of conversation after about people mourning Strong, Strong Terry. Terry. Yeah. And there's one there's one bit of dialogue I really loved, and I'm kind of bummed it didn't show up anywhere else in the game. But there are there are enemies who are like sort of uh, what's the what's the really cool district in uh, Tokyo? Like Akabara, that is that the Akihabara. The, Akihabara, yeah. yeah. That's not really the cool district. That's a... there's there's one there's one district where like all the kind of it's like a there's a big park there and like all the different kind of style gangs go. to Oh, hang like out. The, the rockabilly guys. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So the rockabilly guys who essentially are like enemies with swords. There's one point where one of them is being inducted into a gang called the Skinny Rickies. Yeah. And it's like, there's all this dialogue about like, you no longer have to call yourself a Slender Richard. You're now a Skinny Ricky. And I just, the funny thing is you have a timer on each level. And there are a couple of levels where I spent so long listening to dialogue that I failed the level because I ran out of time. Yeah. Well, there remind me a lot of um, minute where there is like, you know, you have, you have one minute to, to yeah. before you die. And there's a few characters that, 
There's at least one character that has just keep talking yeah. in, and if you if you listen to his entire entirety of what he has to say, you, you run, get something. You, yeah, but yeah, I remember you like, also run out of time almost die. immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Katana Zero must play. Huge, must great. play for the year. Super definitely. Play. Yeah. yeah, probably my second favorite game after Ape Out. <laughs> I'd, I'd agree. I think yeah. it's it's in terms of like sh- all the elements coming together. I think it is the second best game of the year I've played. Yeah, unreal. I'm yeah. glad you loved it as much as I did. Yeah. Um, so another game that uh, I have absolutely been loving, and this is actually, yeah, this probably completes the top three of my favorite games this year: um, Ape Out, uh, Katana Zero, and The Friends of Ringo Ishikawa. Okay, I played. I have played some of this as well. So this is a game that's been developed by a Russian developer called Yeo, um, Y E O, um, and it is a game that pays homage to um, the River City Ransom style beat 'em up games in which you play a Japanese schoolboy uh, beating up other Japanese schoolboys wearing different uniforms. Yeah. And uh, the games that this is inspired by have very little plot, but this is a very plot driven game because it is, on one hand, like, you know, a game where you can fight, you know, just get into fights all the time and yeah. level up your character and Brawl. learn new moves through brawling. Um, but it's also a life sim where, like, you know, after taking on new enemy turf, um, the the scene next scene is like a a teacher at your school saying like you know I'm have to repeat you you know you got you've got to focus on your studies what happened to you blah blah, blah. yeah and then so it becomes this like game where you've got to balance your your school life your work life and your thug life yeah <laughs> and uh, hey just like real life yeah, yeah and there's a there's a there's a day and night cycle and there's so much to do in this world which is a, a very simplistic um you know barely 16 bit kind of artwork. Yeah. It's extremely charming artwork wise, but it it doesn't, you know, it's, it does, it's very limited. It does, a, it does a lot with a little. Um and yeah, it's it's you know, it's it's 2D. You have a you have a bed uh, and and a bedroom that you've got to uh, visit at the end of each night and go to put yourself to sleep or else if you don't sleep, the days you'll just suddenly be like I'm exhausted and you just have to go to bed. Yeah. Um same as if you starve your character too much. Um there's a, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of mechanics in this game, some of which you can ignore for a while until you work out what they do. And this game it does not hold your it, hand at all. I was That was what I was going to jump in with, is there are... It doesn't tell you anything. It doesn't tell you anything beyond, like, X is punch and A is yeah. jump. There are... I was confused for quite a while. Um just just little things like I discovered that I have a like I I decided to throw myself into my studies and really level up my like my various subjects that I'm working on and there is it, g- it goes on a week cycle um yeah so you've got to basically you've got to attend school and go to two classes each day and then you because it's Jap- Japan you've got to visit school again on Saturdays yep, for ex- exams yeah and you do how you do an exam depends on how much study you've put into yeah. your subjects that week but it also means I, as I discovered a week and a bit into the game when I'd been like starving for most of it and going like oh I need to loot money off people I fight to yep. get ahead yeah. how the fuck am I supposed to do this I'm in school most of the day and then I always like I, I mainly picked fights that resulted in me getting knocked out and waking up at like one a.m. in my bedroom because you were weak. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I and then the teacher that you were talking about earlier that would call you in and tell you etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, um, he has like a scholarship for you, and it's ten thousand dollars or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, all my financial woes are gone. Why the fuck didn't you tell me about this early? No, I love that though. Yeah, it's because you've got to you've got to discover it. Yeah, it's very like, it's one of those games. 
I mean, we spend a lot of time saying games are similar. It reminded me very much of Night in the Woods, where it's like every day wander around the entire town, see who is the see who there is to talk to, any cool things happening, that kind of thing. Like it's definitely ex- exploration is a big part of the game. It's really strange that not that many people are talking about this game. Um, the most glowing review comes from um, my one of my favorite games. Uh, he's a journalist. He makes videos. Uh, Tim Rogers not to be confused with the frontman of UMI. Um, but uh, he, he did a live stream of the of like the first hour and a half, um, like about a week after I started playing it and was just like, oh my God, I love this game. Because the writing is really good in it. Um, for, for someone, for a Russian to be writing a game about Japan and then it being localized for other languages. Yeah. I found the, langu- the writing excellent. Yeah. Um, it's very simplistic, but that works in its favor. Yeah, but you have like these great discussions with you know your your peers about like you know is this life of violence really the the only way we can we can live, and yeah. that you get into reading like you've got to buy books and then just sit on a park bench and read them. Yeah, and sometimes you, he'll he'll like he'll finally finish you know reading this book and he'll be, and he'll be like oh this book was about nothing. Yeah, and the other which times is, which every time that happened I'm like God damn it I spent so long. But look, it's, it's definitely not a game for everyone. But if you are, like, if the idea of, like, a, a very, very unique and cool life sim game appeals to you, I would give this a chance. And if the first hour you're like, fuck, I actually have no idea what I'm doing. There's a really helpful, um, there's a very specific place to go. But if you go to the, the review of this game on nintendolife.com, okay. the review is awful. Right. Because it's a really positive review and they give it 6 out of 10. It is. Um, <laughs> Eight at least. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. But then in the comments, um, someone has written um, a really, really helpful, not so much a guide, just a bunch of like checklist Tip, things, tips. tips for you to go and do. And that, that really helped me make sure I was doing, you know, put, put, putting me in the right direction as opposed to telling me exactly what and where to do, do it. See, I had, a, I had a weird thing where I played for a while and went like, I need to go online and have someone tell me do this, do this, do this kind of thing. The only thing I could find was like a Steam forum post written in Russian. Yeah, because it was that, you know why? It was written by the developer. Oh, really? He's actually really active in telling people how to play his game. Okay. It's funny. It's like, why wouldn't you put that in your game? But I I also like that it, I I, I like how... It is fun. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where when you discover something, it feels like an achievement to you. Yeah. Hell yeah, cool. I got that. And I always say this, but like, I, I, it is the why my favorite thing about games is like yeah my favorite thing about playing games is is discovery yeah I love discovering new things in games and and finding things that aren't I didn't even know were in games and, yeah and this has them by the bucket load every every game is learning the rules of a world and that's one of the reasons I love to play games learn like hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Each each approach, like, oh, okay, what do you want me to do? Love it. Anyway, yeah. Friends of Ringo Ishikawa, must play? Absolute must play. Yeah. I, th- I, 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 just... I think it's... Like twenty bucks? It's cheap. Yeah, twenty bucks, something like that. It's yeah. it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, and like the, the combat, like when, especially when you learn new moves. And see, I haven't learned any new moves okay, yet. So How you the have hell to, like, do I do that? You you'll you'll visit people. This is my tip. You'll, you'll you'll visit people from time to time, and they'll be like, "Fuck you, Ringo! Like, get out of here!" You know, you like, I don't know, like, like, like the, 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 the judo the, the judo teacher. Or, or, yeah. yeah. If you just keep going back. Uh, and there's certain things happen after story beats as well, right? Okay. Um. So like, yeah, you something might be full, but something you know, like someone might have a, might not have a place for you because they're you know they're full at the moment. But then something might happen to someone that you know also goes to that place, right? And you can take their place. Oh. And then there's even like if you found like the guy, um, here's a great little tip. If you, you there's a guy if you like because it's the map. It, there's no map. So no, you, you just kind of that frustrated me at first. I'm fine. With it. I'm, I'm, I've memorized. I can tell you sure, every sure, every sure. screen now. Yeah. I put that much time into it. But uh, there is a guy like working on his car, like a mechanic. <gasps> yep. The fire under yep, the map. Found him. Yeah. So if you get the shit beaten out of you um, on the next screen over, just okay. before you die, he comes and rescues you. Oh, really? And then he teaches you moves. Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Maybe. So like, like, so, like that little tidbit of information that should. Like be like, yeah. oh my god, to anyone like yeah. who who is into the same kind of like you know discovery based games as 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 I am. It's it's so cool. There's so many little moments like I that. I think I haven't found that because when I've gone through that screen before, it's always like a gang of five dudes, and I'm always just running past like. <laughs> Man, if you beat up like certain color uniforms, like you get visited by like their boss and like. Oh damn! It's so cool. Yeah. There's so much going on. That sounds that. That's almost like Stardew Valley-esque in its complexness yeah, yeah, of interaction. It, yeah, it's a really complex game. I, yeah. I love this game and I really hope more people play it. Yeah. Death of... Uh, death. <laughs> Friends. Friends of Ringo Ishikawa. Highly recommended. Highly wrecked. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I compare this to last month. I didn't finish any games last month. I barely, barely played any games last month. I just drank whiskey and read comics. Yeah. But um, fuck, what a great month. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I finished three games this month, actually. Katana Zero, Friends of Ringo Ishikawa, and... Box Boy plus Box Girl. Let's get into that. So, look, this is a, a game that was published by Nintendo. I know they're not an indie publisher, but... It's definitely an indie game in spirit. It's developed by HAL Laboratory, um, who are most famous for Kirby um, okay. and uh, and a few other Nintendo uh, franchises. They actually put out a uh, pretty great app last year. Right. What was it called? I wish I could just Google it instead of trying to find it on my phone. <laughs> How Laboratory app. <coughs> bless you. Thank you so much. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Double bless you. Uh, Part time UFO. Was okay. Did you play that's, that? I haven't played it, but it's the like. It's almost like a collection of 
almost like what um who are they called ridiculous fishing vlambeer yeah think it's almost like what vlambeer were doing no it's it's part-time ufo is it's almost like you know that ufi ufo kind of catcher style prize oh, games no, i know exactly what you're talking and about you control you it do various little... jobs yeah you yeah, do yeah, a job yeah. okay CEO. cool yeah. I, I looked at that on ios i think i might pick it up yeah it's really good yeah. i highly recommend it um but yeah box bus box girl uh actually box boy is unlockable in uh part-time ufo oh. um it is a very simple looking game um, in which uh, there, there were three games on um, on uh, on 3ds. There okay. was Box Boy, there was Box Box Boy, and then there was Bye Bye Box Boy. Oh boy! And now, finally, um, just one year after Ant Man and the Wasp, we have Box Boy plus Box Girl. Oh, <laughs> you're like, where's he going with this? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, it's basically yeah, you you play a a, a box, a cube, yeah. a little box on legs. Yeah, and uh, it's a it's a platformer puzzle. Pla- pla- puzzle like a, platformer, like a square Pikachu. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and when you hold down the Y button and then push in a direction, um, you can grow another square from yourself oh. or multiple squares. Every level you have a number goes up to like six or seven, um, and that's how many squares you can uh, have extend from your body. Sure. And you can separate them from your body and and use them as a platform to jump on to get yourself up to certain areas you couldn't reach, mm-hmm. or you can uh, have them extend from your head. And then use it as a hook that when it hooks onto something, you can then pull yourself up using that. Oh, cool. Okay. There's all kinds of different, yeah, sounds very cool. clever ways that they've uh, utilized this mechanic. There's other um, little abilities that you unlock uh, throughout the game as well. Um, the kind of the world is it's it, you you basically all the you, all the stages are in groups of like t- eight levels or so, okay. and they're all in different worlds. And it's very, very like what you can, I will sit down and be like, I'll finish this world. And then suddenly I'm like three worlds later. Right. Um, what's crazy about this game, which I think is, it's by far the best of all the box boy games so far, mm-hmm. just in its sheer scope. Um, it is a much bigger game than I was expecting. It's $15. Uh, I've put well over 10 hours into it so far. I've gotten one ending, but it's a really doom, doom and gloom ending. Oh, really? Like, like really bummer ending that I was not expecting from Box Boy and Box Girl. Turns out there's like over a hundred more levels that I need to finish to get the good good ending that you have to do by playing as... There's a a co-op campaign that you can play as as one, but you control both characters. Okay. Um, And then there's also a guy called Cutie, uh, because the main character is QB, QBBY. Um, and then you unlock there's a, like one of your friends who's a rectangle is Cutie Q T T Y okay uh, and uh, oh, maybe Q D D Y Cutie yeah. um, and uh, you have to play levels as him but it changes the dynamic completely because you're a rectangle so you can either have a uh, a box going vertical a, a rectangular yeah. box um, going vertically or horizontally yeah and it just changes the dynamic of the game completely just this one simple change you're like oh my god which way do, do i am i leaning to, to make you know where do i want this yeah. this box to extend from it's if you like puzzle games this is an immensely rewarding game that starts out so easy but is always fun and then gets really complex and is there a good different like is the difficulty curve sort of permissive like or does it like does it ramp right the fuck up real quick um I am only like I mean you can finish you'll finish the first the, the like, you'll get the you'll get the, the you'll get the bad ending you'll get the doom and gloom ending but then yeah in like classic Nintendo f- like fashion life. after those first credits like yeah they ramp up especially in this re- these rectangle levels are fucking me up yeah but it's re- they're very very generous with um with hints okay you can hold down the left trigger um and it will um 
like for two tokens that you collect throughout the game sure. um it'll give you a hint okay cool, um cool. and it'll kind of like show you where you need to be and how many blocks you need from your head or whatever um and then yeah the the, the challenge is you've got to collect two crowns or one or two crowns in each level mm-hmm. um and then you can spend crowns on like um fun costumes to put on your your characters there's like comics that you can buy in the store there's music you can buy in the store um and then the other challenge is you've got to try and do it in as few moves in using as few boxes as possible. Okay. So there's like a limit on each one. Yeah. yeah. So like if you, you could easily get well over 20 hours out yeah. of this, out of this game. Um, and that's amazing for a $15, like, you know, first party Nintendo game. Yeah. Uh, I really, really recommend this game. Um, it, I think it's a better platformer than the Yoshi game that came out this year. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is like simple, and slow, whereas this is like simple and like yeah, it's not not a very fast moving game, but you get through the levels very quickly, and it it's always pushing you onto the next thing and rewarding you for your progress. Nice. Whereas Good Yoshi, loop. Yoshi, like the levels are really sweet and it looks beautiful, but you finish it and it's like oh, you miss all these collectibles, and no. I don't want to go back into the level no. and and do and do it again. It's by by no means a bad game. It's sure. just I, I much prefer the way uh, Box Boy operates than Yoshi. Yeah. And I believe you were discussing we have we have our birthday tradition. Yeah, so did, we, we did you, it last did it last month for you. And yeah, I think this month is me, box boy, and box girl. Yeah, I'm gonna buy that for you. I also owe you a case of beer. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, man, absolutely. I, I I think I think you will love this game. Sweet, I'm very much looking forward to it. And it's made me want to like once I do go. I, I was like once I realized how much more of the game there was to go after playing like another two hours after I got those, the, the bad credits. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, I need a break from this game. I need to play something a bit faster. Right. But I am going to, I'm going to, by the time we next speak, um, probably have... with microphones in our hands, that is nice. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have gotten the good ending. I hope. Oh, imagine if the next ending's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do this for? <laughs> Same as Katana zero. I want to try and unlock that, uh, that, that secret boss. Yeah. That, that sounds good. Because you got, you, did you do both endings? You could, you're offered at one point. You're essentially offered. No, no, no I leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it. I didn't. But you're offered a choice. Yeah, I that's a not choice. a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, no. All right, I I did both because yep. luckily that like yeah yeah, each level is a tape essentially. Of buying, course, it is, buying yeah. into the whole you recording your anyway. Oh, there's a great there's a great boss part. Where you, the, the conversation where you keep reliving it like a uh, Doctor Strange at the end of yeah uh, yeah, yeah 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 his yeah. first movie yeah, yeah. great shit. Box boy, every game that I've talked about right now, I like. I high recommend. Yeah, it's, a, it's been a it's been a low key but good month for games. Excellent month for games. Yeah, yeah. Um, shall we talk about our old friends, Image and Form? Oh uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, this Steam is, World Quest. Steam World Quest is another game that both we have both played. Oh, both uh, all of the Steam World games except Steam World Quest are heavily discounted in that sale we talked about yep. at the top of the episode. I highly recommend Steam World Dig Two. Amazing game. Like I'm with you on that flawless game, yeah. in my opinion. Like just super the, fun, great Metroidvania, so tight and so the perfect length as well. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. Image and form. Uh. Make uh, all kinds of uh games. Uh. They made. Uh, but it, always it, in the same universe, which I love. I yeah. love the fact that they're establishing this kind of this fictional world of steam powered robots. Steam powered robots that that all their games live in, and it actually it it funnily enough I was thinking on this when playing the game. Um, I'll, I'll reveal what I was thinking on a minute, but Steamwall Dig is, st- well, Steamwall Dig is uh, you you play as a miner that digs into the ground. Like I said, it's a Metroidvania. 
They have SteamWorld Heist, which is a turn-based, almost Angry Birds-style shooting game where you have to, like, you know, pick your targets and shoot at them and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. SteamWorld Quest is a turn-based card combat game. Um, you actually, you know what you missed? Um, what on, miss? on DSi, they actually had a SteamWorld um, tower defense game. Oh, I would fuck with that heavy. I love it. It never got an Australian release, so I've never played it. That sucks. Mm. Um, but yeah, so they've. That's. I love the fact that they've taken this fictional universe they've created and just gone. What different gameplay mechanics can we apply to this? And so with this latest game, SteamWorld Quest. It is a turn, as I said, turn-based card combat game. What I was thinking of earlier, what I like while I played the game is all all the other games have been set in this futuristic kind of space world where you play as steam-powered robots. In SteamWorld Quest, it's set up at the beginning as an older robot telling a younger robot a bedtime story. So yeah. it's all set in a fantasy world, like yeah. a kind of you know. Ye oldie knights and etc etc, but they're all still steam powered robots. Yeah, like I just love they translated it using the like fucking Princess Bride <laughs> narrative mechanic essentially. Totally. Um, I don't like fantasy settings. Very Neither. Much. I'm really not a fan. Um, I and think The Witcher Three is the only game in that genre that I've been truly happy with. And the the idea of uh, a card based uh, turn based strategy game. Did not appeal to me whatsoever. Yeah. So I was very much like, okay, Image Informer, a great company who have made two games that I absolutely love. One game that I appreciated but never finished. Um, I've, I've still never finished. Heist. Um, Heist. Yeah. Um, but I really, really love them. Um, like, you know, I'm definitely going to give this a go. I love those steam-powered robots. Um, and uh, funnily enough, it was the card-based combat that I, I fell in love with very quickly. Mm. Um, so basically, like, yeah, you have, you, you have eight cards. Yep, in your each, hand. Each of the cards uh, is a different move for one of the three robots in your party. Yep, um, and uh, you—if you—they're you, all co- different colored, um, and different colors correspond to the robots in your party. And if you use, so you have you have every every turn you ha- you can draw three cards, and it'll be like you know. If you played three cards, if you play less than three cards, you draw as many cards as you play, up to three. You can only play three cards, right? You can only play three cards, but you can play two cards or one card. But when it comes time to redraw, you only redraw however many cards you played. Oh, right. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I, I just always, always, you always play, play three, three cards. Yeah. I just I had so many turns where I only had enough steam points to play two cards. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. you go. Anyway. Uh, um, yeah. So uh, if you use three... So the, yeah, your card will be like it'll be a defense, ma- or it'll be a you know an attack, an attack a heavy yep. attack. Uh, if you you build up steam points that yep. allow you to use heavier attacks, each, and each unpowered move, move you make builds up a steam point. Yeah, um, but the coolest mechanism is if you use three cards of the same color, aka cards all linked to one robot, uh, you get a bonus move. You get a chain, as it's called in the game, and that just completely changes the way you play this game because the- you. Yeah, that was that was the thing. I'm I'm with you. I'm not a huge fan of card games, but that was the thing where I when I worked that out, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Because okay, yeah, cool. this we, is great. Last week we were talking about this game, and you're like, oh, "I'm not into the card based content." And I was like, "Where have you got it up to yet?" And I, I don't think you'd you'd unlocked <laughs> no, that yet. Yeah, no, I hadn't I hadn't made it that far. So I'm I'm at like chapter five, I think something like that. Um, like maybe two and a half, three hours into this. How far in are you? I'm I'm. Exploring that cave. Okay, you, you're ahead of me, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, interesting. Because I, I found, like, once you finish the second chapter, 
it gives you this thing because when you finish a chapter, it'll tell you what percentage of treasure you found in that level. Yeah. And the first two chapters, it was always like 60%, 85%. And then by the start of the third chapter, it goes, hey, if you want to go back to previous chapters and play them again to find all the treasure in the level, you can, you've can. you unlocked that now. You can do this in the thing. And I went, oh, cool. I'm just going to go back to level one again and get all the treasure. So I finished level one and then realized, went, I was like, okay, let's keep going with the story. But because I didn't start level three at the end of level two, it was locked off. Oh, what? So I had to play through level two again as well, which was frustrating. But it also meant by the time I started level three, I was slightly overpowered, <laughs> which in, a, in an RPG, because it's an RPG. Yeah. You're RPG. allowed to be overpowered in an RPG. Yeah, I, I do love being overpowered in RPGs. Yep. <laughs> it just makes life a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. I mean, maybe I should do that. Yeah. But because, okay, so here's the thing for me. The reason, so I would hit the end of the level and be like, yeah, you got like 70% of the treasure. I knew that, I, I've, yeah, the option to be go, to go back has been given to me. And I'm like, I don't enjoy moving around in this game. I don't enjoy the characters very much. And I don't enjoy the story. So this is a really hard game for me to start playing. But once I start playing, finally, yeah. you know, kick myself into start playing, and I get into a battle, I'm like, oh my God, the battle system is so good. It's yeah. so enjoyable. Like, it's one of the more enjoyable RPG battle systems I, I've, I've encountered in ages. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I just find everything else about this game so boring. It is, yeah. It's because um, it's definitely not an open world. You, you move kind of screen to screen almost sort of thing, building out a map. Um, this is the same thing that stopped me from finishing Heist, I think. I didn't love the way you moved around in that game either. I just found it... It's not boring, so it's not too harsh a word. It's it's just, it's just quite simplistic. Yeah, yeah. And I agree. The, the story of what I've seen so far is nothing really to write home about. It's, you know, you're being attacked by an evil lord and you're on a quest to stop him with your band of ragtag characters kind of thing. I'm... I'm it's it's not drawing me forward in the way a Katana Zero did, and I mean, like, I need to know what happened. Also, because like, yeah, it's some it's a story that someone's being read as well. Yeah. So I'm like, the stakes are pretty low. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. It's it's one of those games where I I fling myself into combat encounters. Yeah. Just because there's there's so many like satisfying tactical options with your with your hand of eight cards a lot of the time yeah and even in like low risk battles you might be like you might just go and find one because you're quite low on health which seems ridiculous but there's so many ways that you can give yourself health through battle yeah instead of using up a potion you can just battle with someone and then like you know heal all your characters through battle but at the end of the day it's all luck of the draw as well you might go through an entire battle without pulling a mend card if it's a quick enough battle. Right, yeah, sure, yeah. Um, But yeah, it's like, it's always fun in that opening thing to look at your hand and go, like, I'll play these three things, build up steam points, and then do I build up more steam points and pull off some huge moves, or do I do some more low-level moves, but more of them, et cetera, et cetera. Real fun kind of tactical options like that. Yeah, all that stuff is is really, really enjoyable. I just wish that, because I love the story of Steam World Dig 2. Yeah, um, and uh, and I loved. It. I actually did. I quite enjoyed the dialogue in um, in Steamworld Heist. That was one of the things I liked, yeah. liked about the game. But I, I'm not getting that from this at all. I think it's it is the fantasy setting at play for it's, that. It's I me. Reckon. It's not them. It's me. Yeah, it's us. Um, but I love the car combat. And if, if that was something that was holding you back from giving this game a shot, uh, rest assured, it's you, great. It's the best thing about the game. You're talking to two dudes <laughs> who are against that and liked this. I banned 
cards. Yeah. I ban anything that rhymes with cards in yeah. my in my room. Yard, don't even have one. I live in I've got a balcony. I bards think of anything else. Bards? <laughs> no, no singing, no, no, no singing in my in my house. No siree. No epic sagas in your no. house. Um I'm not going to try think of a rhyming word because I'm as drunk as you were last episode. I don't think so. I reckon I was, I was pretty... I, was pretty, were, well, pretty <laughs> I, I started as drunk as you were last episode and have just, just maintained. Anyway, this is not a competition. What else it is. is on, what the, else is on the your greatest list? small game of all. Yeah. Um, so, uh, while I was drunk uh, last month while we were recording, oh, uh, yeah. you bought me a game called Assault Android Cactus. Listen, um, i got to say, listening to you review the trailer of that game was one of the more entertaining ep- moments of that episode. Well, this looks like shit. Oh, wait, this looks really good. <laughs> so, hell yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is a game that does look like shit, but plays incredibly. Yeah. Um, it's a game where uh, you are uh, like a fucking, you know, cybernetic young person Whatever. with guns. Yeah. Um, it's a shoot 'em up. It's a bullet held shoot 'em up. Bullet shmup. I don't know what the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it has some, it's like, a, you know, a twin stick shooter. Um, where Which you, you you're you're a fan of? I am, I am yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, my favorite one so far is a game that I don't think any, I don't know anyone else has played called Time Recoil, which, funnily enough, yeah. is also in that discounted list. Hell it's like yeah. it's like eight bucks. Yeah, everyone should give it a shot. You would love it, man. I should give it a try. Um, because I played. What was the other one? It was actually. You know what? I'm going to buy you Box Boy and and Time Recoil. Oh, damn! Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that'll, that'll be a um, birthday present. What was the other game you played during? Because you played that when you were playing another game where you play like a futuristic cop. Yeah, Time Recoil. No, no, no. It was a different one. I can't oh, remember. Jidge? Jidge, yeah. yeah. Same, same developers. Yeah, that's the one. Time, I've, I've played all of their games in that style. Nice. Um, and, uh, and Time Recoil is easily, easily the best. Okay, cool. Looking um, forward. But uh, Assault, Assault Android Cactus, is, like, what I liked about Time Recoil was it was quite slow, meditative game. And it was very like, it was like you, you would kind of scope your surroundings and plan your your movement. And it had a lot of time slowdown effects and a lot of like super hotty you know, uh, Katana Zero-esque moments. Sure. That's what I liked about it. Whereas Assault Android Cactus is like, don't breathe for the entire <laughs> level. Just make sure you, you hammer that fire button and you are just dodging other people's bullets while trying to shower them with yours. Sure. Um, the first few levels are so fun and breezy and easy. And I was like, when? I'm like, because there's a, there's, a, there's a lock. You can just lock on to a target. Okay. And I, and I was like, I actually enjoy how like, simple this was right. like it wasn't challenging at all and i'm like when is this gonna get difficult and then i got to the fir- the first boss oh my god <laughs> it is so crazy the amount of bullets you have to dodge and there's no like roll or anything right i died so many times um i think it's one of those games where the your automatic reaction is to like always be on the offense but mm-hmm. it's one of those games where it's actually quite difficult to figure out that you need to be defensive right okay and i also worked out that if you um if you change weapons while while walking into fire there's like a split second where you are invincible okay so that's the kind of like that's what you use in place of the the role but then you're using a weapon you don't like whatever yeah uh so it's a game that i i want to master for sure and my my, my, the short small amount of time i spent with it i really really liked cool Uh, the, the the story is stupid, yeah. but it's great. Like, it's good stupid, and the, the music's frantic and EDM-y bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I actually loved the edm bullshit in Katana Zero as well. It's very, <laughs> True, very actually, well suited. Yeah. Some yeah. really good soundtrack to Katana Zero. Um, but yeah, Assault Android Cactus, if you are like a fan of like Enter the Gungeon and looking for something even more nuts in the shmup realm. Would you, would you say there was a bit of difficulty added by the 3D-ness of it? 
Uh, it's, it's like it's no, pr- it's still pretty top down. Okay, okay, cool. It's just the 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 things you you know you're, sure. you're controlling are three D. Right. Yeah. Um. It's isometric. You know. It's yeah. It's fine. Yeah. yeah no. I I, I lo- It's a it's a really really cool game, and I'm I'm very happy to have it in my library. Thank you. Cool. Okay. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. <laughs> um. I'll. There's a game I played this month called Trubabrook. Um. It is out on everything you can fucking think of. PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Windows, Linux. Sadly, no Ouya. No no word on Stadia either. Um, The developer is BTF. I have never heard of those guys before. It's hard to tell. It's it's German. It was developed in Germany. Um, Oh, there we go. they're, They're apparently... Uh, latest tweets from BTF located in Cologne, a production company for TV, film, gaming, and beyond. Hmm. Interesting. Back to future. Um, so Trooper Book is a point and click adventure game. Right. Um, obviously very story based. You play a quantum physicist who, uh, comes to this small quirky town in the sort of mountain region somewhere in Germany called Trooperbrook. You want a lottery to get there. You don't remember entering this lottery. You just get there. Right. Um, and the first night in town, your suitcase is robbed by this glowing blue figure who disappears. And over the course of the game, you kind of learn that there's something strange afoot in this town to do with teleportation and quantum energy and all this crazy stuff. Um, it It is... It's good. <laughs> my, my caveat is that... And it's something I've noticed with a few other games. Um, it definitely feels like it was kickstarted. Because I've noticed with point-and-click games, with the exception, the one exception I can think of, I think being Paradigm. I'm pretty sure Paradigm was kickstarted. Right. But with the the few point-and-click adventure games I've played that have been kickstarted, they start out really, really strong, and then I think by the time they get to the end of the story, they're running out of money. So oh, it's shit. just finish this shit now. Um, it was definitely a big problem with Thimbleweed Park. Uh, I think there's elements of that problem with. Um, uh, Broken Age, the Double Fine Adventure game. Right. Um, Paradigm, that stays fucking strong as shit. Start to beginning. God, I love... Start it. to end. Gotta God, I love it. Paradigm. Um, one thing I will say, it, it... And I think you've definitely mentioned this before, with point-and-click adventure games, you reach a point where you're just trying to brute force. Mm-hmm. And that is on each screen, clicking every inventory item on every object on the screen kind of thing. They do a kind of cool thing with your inventory where you're in, uh, like clicking on people brings up context relevant inventory items. Right. So, like, if you click on something and only two things in your inventory are related to this thing, it will only show you those two items to use. So, you're not there endlessly dragging items onto oh, objects over yeah, and yeah. over again. That was definitely pretty cool. But at the same time, not as brute forcey as that, but I still was sort of wandering just screen to screen going, what's changed in each screen kind of thing. Uh, I got stuck twice and had to look up a walkthrough over the course of it, which a, a well-designed adventure game should just not hold your hand, but gracefully and subtly guide you through the whole thing. Yep. So there were a few moments of frustration in that sense. What's your favorite point and click adventure game of all time? Um, I mean... I got to give it to the goat, uh, Grim Fandango. Do you count that as? I guess it is. Yeah, it, it's lineage. It, it was an experiment to move it to three D, but its lineage is so heavily rooted in point and click adventure games. You can't deny that 
it is. Yep. Um, all the LucasArts stuff I am a huge fan of, I will say. Full Throttle, Sam and Max Hit the Road. I reckon Maniac Curse, Mansion. Curse of Monkey Island, I think, is like, for me, that's the perfect point in Glick Adventure game. Is that the third one? Yeah, the really yeah. gorgeous art, um, art style, art amazing. Style, yeah. They introduced Murray the Talking Skull. Yeah, huge moves. Um, but even like their earlier Indiana, like Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, fantastic game. Love that game. Impossible to find. I mean, I guess you could. Uh, it's like- not. I think it's abandonware now. And if you download Scum, which is the LucasArts proprietary oh, right, emulator, yeah. you can play it through that. Unreal. Yeah. Um, or maybe it is for purchase. I think you can purchase it on like GOG. Dot com. Okay, sweet. Good old games. Um, the arts, like the art in it's beautiful. Like kind of very, very well-defined art style. What's this game called again? Trouble uh, Dunk? Troop, Troobabrook. Trouble Dunk. Troop, yeah. Triple, <laughs> triple double. Um, the art style is very like very cool environments, very cool character design, that sort of thing. Um, as I said, it's good. I'm, I'm not like pick it up on a sale. I reckon point and click adventure should be three hours long, and that's it. This would have been four to five, and that's with me not knowing what to do. Okay, all right, sure. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, Trooper Brook. As I said, buy it on sale. And if you love point and click adventure games, uh, I've got two games that I've uh, put a small amount of time into this month. Obviously, mm-hmm. played tons of games this month. Yeah, um, but I managed to uh, have a little peer in on uh, a game called Dig Dog. Um, this is a really unique game in that it is a game that was uh, developed without the use of hands um, because um, Rusty Moyer, who was the founder of Wild Rooster, who was the developer and publisher of Dig Dog, he coded this game without using his hands Yeah, uh, because he suffers from a repetitive stress injury. I'm reading this from a Destructoid in, um, article. Uh, and uh, it, it basically, he can't use a mouse and keyboard. So he used a voice recognition program to program this game and then he even is it, is it bad of me that i thought feet oh, no i think i told you it was feet right in the okay. <laughs> earlier it wasn't oh, it's feet. bad of you okay so, yeah it was yeah but he actually uh he put a reflector on his head and then used an infrared camera to control a mouse in order to draw the art oh damn in this game. okay and That's just knowing that about the artwork the artwork's beautiful it's a very like it's a very simple arcade game. You play a dog who has got to dig through the level to find bones. Sure. And um, as you collect more bones, you unlock new uh, kinds of levels and, and different terrain. And there's different enemies and all that kind of thing. It's a very simple arcade game, but it's really, really cool. I like the music. It's really fun. The visuals are, I think, like really sick and unique i just love the logo of dig dog as well is awesome as well you probably even if you probably, probably scrolled past it on the e-shop and been drawn to it just because it is a it's a very well designed logo i've seen i've definitely seen trailers for it looks like a cool game um yeah if you are a massive you know simple arcade game uh fan um i would definitely recommend this one it's sick it's very cheap too it's like five bucks or something nice. uh dig dog and the other game I played that's another very um, simple arcade game, but of a different era, is uh, Venture Kid. And Venture Kid is a Mega Man game, basically. Um, you play a kid who can just shoot for some reason. <laughs> um, and where, where um, uh, Mega Man has you go up against all these different uh, robots, um, this has you go through different parts of a city that come up in a map that you can choose uh, different locations from in the map. And I guess, yeah, I mean, it looks like a relatively short game. Uh, but uh, 
if you've played a Mega Man game, one of the early NES Mega Man games, which is absolutely, uh, you know, taking inspiration from, it's difficult as fuck. Sure. Uh, so I've gotten through the first level of Venture Kid and then uh, there are those goddamn little things in Mega Man where you, you can't shoot them unless they're popping their head up to shoot you and they're like really low to the ground. You can't duck to shoot them. It's my, And sometimes the bullets bounce off their head. Anyway, you'll be happy to know that those guys have somehow made the jump from Mega Man to Venture Kid and they're fucking up my level too. Thanks, Venture Kid. <laughs> um, but I love Mega Man. I love sure. the Mega Man games and this is uh, more of that good shit. It's been published by FDG Entertainment who gave us the Wonder Boy games oh. um, and uh, it's been redeveloped by Snickaboo AS. Snickaboo. Snickaboo. Nice name. Um. I there's one other game that I jumped into very slightly this month as well. Um, maybe just put two hours into it. It's called Death Coming. Um, you got Death Stranding already? Yeah, me and Hideo, man, <laughs> big friends. I smoke with him on curbs all the time. Hell yeah, brother. Um, yeah, it's called Death Coming. It's essentially like sort of an isometric. Puzzle game, I guess, would be the best way to say it. You play as a guy who has just been charged by the Grim Reaper to sort of collect souls for him. And the way you do that is by... You're looking... Like, each level, you're looking down on sort of a living scene. And you can use Reaper energy. I hope that my air quotes were sufficiently (laughs) translated in my voice there. But you you can use Reaper energy to essentially cause accidents and kill people. So, like, a an air conditioning unit might be hanging on the side of a building, and if you infuse it with Reaper energy and activate it at the right time, it'll fall down and crush someone beneath it. Oh, it kind of sounds like Ghost Trick. Yeah. Um, Did you play Ghost Trick? No, I didn't. One of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. Capcom. Um, Make another one. Yeah. Um, so, but you can, like, it's it's very complex in that you can kind of line up combos like in the first level, there's you can you can fold down beach umbrellas, causing people to think, "Oh, it's hot," and get into the pool, and then cause a power line to drop into the pool. And <laughs> like you can like electrocute six people at once if you time it right. Um, <clears throat> each level, you have a certain amount of deaths you need to cause before you can move on to the next level. But you can go above and beyond that to get silver silver trophies or gold trophies for each level, which obviously is playing at a kind of playing at a level that I'm not at yet mm-hmm. um if you like and the thing is it doesn't identify for you what you can use your reaper energy on so there's almost like a where's wally-esque search through each of these scenes to find out what you can manipulate right what it does sort of thing and in later levels you get more complex sort of things where it's like you have to distract this guy by doing this first which unlocks this and allows you to do this etc etc sure um like I said, I haven't put in a lot of time on it yet, but what I've seen so far is very fun. The art's very cute. Cool kind of sound design. Um, yeah, I I mean, if I play more over the next month and it really impresses the shit out of me, we'll probably talk about it on the next step. Unreal. But otherwise, give it a look if you've got nothing else to do. So what else have you got uh, planned on your two playlist for the month? Um, I was just actually looking at the coming soon. I, I really want to finish Friends of Ringo Ishikawa. I, I kind of, I think I want to see Steamworld Quest through to the end. Yeah, I, I, I want to try and give it another shot. I do, like, I just talking about it, then I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to play those goddamn cards again. Yeah. And I reckon I'll, I will, I, 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 I reckon there's a big chance that it's, the story will get its hooks in me 
if, yeah. I, if I give it more time. It might just be... It's it's definitely very simple towards the beginning. And the jokes are not good. But I Yeah. <laughs> but I think once it establishes the villain a little bit more and the stakes and that kind of stuff, it'll probably be a bit more bit more meaty, a bit mm. more impressive. Um, apart from that, there are a couple of... I mean, Box Boy and Box Girl. Want to give that a run? You'll love that. Um, Guarantee it. There hasn't been anything really in the recent releases that's caught my eye that much. Um, just double checking now, but no, this all looks... This is all... Oh, uh, SMG Studio, the studio I used to work for. Yep. One of the previous games I wrote for them, uh, OTTTD, has just released on Switch. What's it called? Over the Top. Over the Top Tower Defense. Yep. Um, so you, you did writing on that. I did. I All the kind of like mid, all the in-between level, like bits of text and stuff like that, and all the descriptions of the, the weapons and the ca- the characters and stuff, that's all stuff I wrote. Oh, unreal. Cool. So, yep. Give that a look if you like. Uh, so, this has previously been out on another console before? Or? Uh, uh, yeah, Steam, okay, I right, think. Sure. Steam, phones, etc. Um, oh, I just picked up, looking at the looking at the shop, I just picked up, they've done an update to the Sword of Ditto. I just called, got that. Called Mormo's Curse. Yeah. And I think last year sometime, one of our first four... Episodes main maybe yeah you got I talked about a little, a little disappointed by it yeah it was it was there was a glitch on PC I just don't think they quite polished it enough at that point but seeing them do this update I think to me says that they've they've taken a look at this game they've they've fixed up bits and pieces about it so I'm I bought it the other day I'm looking forward to playing it on Switch and maybe it's one of those games because I had it on Steam before maybe it's one of those games where it's like oh this makes so much more sense to me on Switch. Um, and in the coming soon section for the next month, have you got anything to talk about? Well, so I've, I've just started like literally put play like one second of the world next door, okay, which is a, uh, like a monster puzzle game, uh, developed by Rose city games. And it's the first game ever published by Viz, uh, Viz are much better known as, uh, the, uh, comic publishers, um, who have been responsible for, uh, publishing all the translated manga that I've been reading this year. Um, and so, yeah, The World Next Door is this very uh, beautifully designed uh, puzzle game that I'm looking forward to getting into. Kind of like a story-based puzzle game. Cool. I just... The first thing I saw when I opened up the shop is uh, a game called Car Trader. <laughs> uh, in Car Trader, you buy cars at show auction... You buy cars at car auctions in different states, renew them, and sell them to earn profit. And the horrible thing is my brain is like, that's my shit. I love <laughs> yeah, that. it sounds like a very you game. It's only six bucks too. Um, no, there are, there are definitely a couple of games. Rock of Ages 2, Bigger and Bolder is coming out on Switch. I'm kind of interested in that. You play as like a bowler that rolls downhill and has to cause as much, oh, that cause as much destruction as possible. There's a game called 39 Days to Mars, which is a cooperative adventure. Right. Which I'm kind of intrigued by. Um, Darkwood, which is this like top-down horror game that I have on Steam that I'm interested to take another look at on Switch. It is it is kind of disturbing uh, th- what I've played of it so far on uh, on Steam. I've uh, recently got um, a game called Valhalla, but it's spelled V-A-1-1-Hall-A. Yeah. Um, it's called... It's a cyberpunk bartender action game. Um, I know nothing about it. I just know that one of my friends, Connor... Uh, it was one of their favorite games whenever it came out for PC and they yeah. recommended it to me. And uh, so I got it. So uh, that's definitely going to be one that I'll play for next month. Same as, yeah, I've got the Swords of Ditto. 
um, release you were just talking about on my Switch, ready to go too. Although I, I'm, I'm, I'm going away to Melbourne for a couple of days this week. And normally I'll take my Switch, but I'm considering taking my Vita and starting Persona 4 Golden. Ooh. I've, I've, I know so much about the Persona. I, I'm just, I've, I, I own two Persona games. I haven't played either of them. So. Right, right. Sounds like it could be a good time. There's one other game I can see on the coming soon that I'm interested in, which is called American Fugitive. You play a guy that's gotten out of prison, hellbent on revenge. Looks kind of cool. We've all been hellbent on revenge before, John. We've all escaped from prison. (laughs) Yeah, we both played a way out, dude. Like, (laughs) I was there. We lived it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Well, I look forward to uh, having hopefully another good month. It was a great month for games this, yeah, this month. Really um, cool. Definitely pick up Katana Zero, Friends of Ishikawa, Ringo Ishikawa, and uh, Box Boy and Box Girl, in my opinion. Hell yeah. I agree with the first two, and I look forward to playing Box Boy and Box Girl. And Cuphead. Good sure. shit. Good sure. shit. Sure. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening. If you want to email us for next episode, all the small game at gmail.com is our email address. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash all the small games. Oh, wait, no, it's all the small games at gmail.com. Yes. Tw- but our Twitter, Twitter name is at all the small game. Yes. With no S. Yeah. We had to choose this long God, last name sucks. for our podcast. <laughs> it's your fault. It is. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow us individually, we are at 16 tacos for John at Lev dog for me across all social media platforms. And we would love to be talking with you about games. God, I love talking about games. It's literally my favorite. I, thing. I could do it once a month. Yeah, Totally. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> we just have. And comes the joke, bro. Bye, guys. See ya. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 
20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.